Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. And after a brief, brief, brief hiatus, we are back and we are better than ever before. And guess what we're doing? We are live from Santa Clarita, California. <laughs> we are amazing to be back. So, many, many people have never listened to the Ask Brian radio show. I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't force you to watch the show. What I can tell you is every single week, you're going to be speaking and listening to a CEO, a startup, a new platform, a new concept, something that you never heard about, and you're going to learn something. Learn something about business every single week on the Ask Brian radio show. And everybody asks, why? Why is Ask Brian spelled A-S-K-B-R-I-T? You know, when I went to school, I had some friends named Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, B-R-I-A-N. I never heard of E. Why would you use the E? So, our engineer, and that's the first E, so I took that away from you. Mr. Engineer, why? Why are you using the word, letter E in the word Brian? Well, there are a number of uh, words and phrases that, you know, use the E for that happen to, you know, kind of be a part of why our show is the way it is. One of them being, you know, the engineer, which you did take away from me. So, yeah, engineer was one of the words, and yeah, but he took away my thunder. So, that doesn't start with an E. That's a T, by the way. But a couple of... Uh, I don't think engineer started with a T. I thought thunder started no, with a T. No, thunder okay. starts with a T. That's what I'm trying to... It got me again, oh. Peter. <laughs> Anyways, we got the E's. Oh, it's been it's been a couple weeks. We got to get rusty on this one. Uh, E's empathy. We got empathy. He wasn't very empathetic with me on that one, guys. Considering, well, you know, he did not uh, put his uh, his feet in my shoes, so he didn't fill me out on that. One. <laughs> very mean. And the other ones, I, I, I'm crying. I'm crying. Okay, go ahead. I, I can hear. <laughs> Another one is effort because everybody here gives uh, 110% effort in everything they do for the show. Other ones we have are experts because uh, it is recommended that everybody be an expert. And funny enough, everybody that appears on this show happens to be an expert in everything they do for their careers. The other ones, uh, I think we have... Uh, enthusiasm! Enthusiasm. Yeah, thank no, you, Tracy. enthusiasm, enthusiasm, enthusiasm! And excitement. <laughs> Forgotten excitement. Which, I'm excited. Which, Brian? I'm not you, excited. You sounded pretty excited right there, sir. I'm just getting everyone pumped up. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very pumped right now. Let's go. Woo-hoo-hoo. Did you add the word excellence? Excellence. Yes, because everybody here exudes nothing but excellence. Well, and when we hear about our guests, everyone will be enthusiastic about an excellent expert that's not an engineer. That was Maybe a lot is. of ease. I'm not sure. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Brian, but with any further ado, how do you spell ado? A-D-I-E-U. Why do I like that word so much? Because it has a a lot of vowels. That's exactly right. Yes. After a while, any seal can be trained. (laughs) Here's your fish. All right. Without any further ado, we have Tracy, my co-host, who I never, ever, ever will scream her name. Tracy, say hello. Hello. You have some accent. I don't know what that is. And then... Our oh, very, yeah. very special guest, 
Zach, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm exuberant, and hopefully I'm enough of an expert. And you're very <laughs> I think you're just fine. Hey, hey, we got another one. We got exuberant now. Let's go. We add, add and do it. Let's do it. So, Zach, we're going to start off a little bit more formal here so our people don't know who you are, what's going on. So before we get into the product and the company that you're working on, people like to know a little bit about your background. So, And we're not going back all the way to, you know, elementary school but if you can give us a little background maybe after college if you went to college or after college what was your first job and how did you get to where you are today yeah absolutely so after college you know i really didn't know exactly what the next steps were i unfortunately was in a bit of uh student loan debt coming out of college And I didn't really have much of a plan for myself. So I kind of asked around, got some advice from friends and family. And the only thing I could really come up with at that point was to continue my education and go to law school. So I went to college in upstate New York at Skidmore, if you're familiar with it. It's kind of a small liberal arts school, really great school, had a good time there. And when I came out of college, I ended up going to New York Law School in Manhattan. I very quickly realized in law school that I didn't want to actually be a lawyer, but at the same time, I didn't feel like it was a bad decision because it was a really incredible education. It was a very different type of education, unlike my liberal arts schooling prior to that, and it really taught me how to think critically and how to learn for the sake of learning, so any sort of problem that I had to come across, I really learned how to analyze and deduce and kind of get to the bottom of it and figure out how to approach problems and problem solving. So with that being said, I realized in my first or second semester in law school that that's not what I wanted to do. But between my college student loans and then the additional law school student loans, I was digging myself in pretty deep and I really just wasn't sure what to do to get out of it. And I was just staring at, you know, a potential future of working at some firm, pushing papers for clients whose problems I didn't really care about just to be able to get out from underneath this mountain of student debt. And it wasn't until my third, my final year in law school where I started thinking about a little more critically, like what is it that I actually want to do with my life? And I was always really interested in owning my own business. My grandpa was an entrepreneur. He owned his own business. My parents were self-employed and they owned their own business. And I realized that that's really more what I wanted to do. I wanted to build something that I believed in, that I was proud of. And if I was going to work really hard, I wanted it to be for something that, you know, meant a lot to me and would give a lot of value back to other people. And I didn't really know what that was until I met a good friend of mine named Adam who was building his own online advertising business. This was back in 2009. And he was doing very, very well for himself. But it wasn't just money. He was really enjoying what he was doing. And he was able to build a lifestyle that I think anybody would be jealous of. I mean, he would work maybe three or four hours a day from his laptop, and he would just couch surf around the world. I'd talk to him one day, and he'd be in Thailand on a beach. And then a few months later, he'd be you know, staying with friends in Las Vegas. And then he was down in Brazil for a few months. And, you know, really for me, I was like, man, I got to learn what this guy's doing. I've got to just figure this out for myself. 
So at the time, I was living in Manhattan, finishing up law school, and I had this apartment where I was renting out two of the rooms to friends because you know, I couldn't afford to have my own place. And one of my friends moved out. I needed to replace them with a different roommate. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I really need that $1,000 a month or whatever it is. But if I can bribe this guy, like my buddy Adam, to just move in with me and teach me a little bit about what he's doing, there's got to be a way where that's at least worth, you know, the $1,000 a month. I knew that he always wanted to live in New York. He's from the UK originally. And so I basically bribed him to come and move in and live with me in New York. And luckily for me, he is an incredibly kind and generous person. He took me under his wing and mentored me, taught me how to you know, build and start my own online advertising business, primarily with e-commerce. And from there, I realized, like, wow, this is really the future. I was making, in 90 days from the time he moved in with me, I was making more than my friends who graduated law school made in half of a year. I was making in a month. So when that kind of clicked for me, and to be fair, I was only working three or four hours a day, and other than that, I got to live my life and do whatever I wanted to do, spend time with friends and family. I was like, man, this is really what I want to do with my life. So I basically told my family, like, hey, look, I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm starting my own online advertising business, and I pretty much never looked back. The rest is uh, history, as they say. That's a pretty good background now. Is Adam your partner now, or did you come up with a new partner for the business that you currently have, or how about that? Yeah, yeah. so Adam's not currently my partner. He's just a very, very dear and close friend of mine who I will always, you know, give all credit to when it comes to, you know, changing my life and turning it around. But after about a year or two on my own, building my own e-commerce business, I met through a mutual client, actually, my friend Chase, who, you know, now he's my best friend and my business partner, you know, we were both very good at different areas of e-commerce and advertising. And we were working with a client. The client said, hey, you know, I think you two would really hit it off. And I said, okay, cool, put us in touch with each other. So we, put, we got in touch with each other through Skype. This was, you know, back in 2010 or 2011. Man, it's been, a, it doesn't feel like it, but it's been a decade. And, you know, we hit it off right away. Funny enough, I'm from New York. I was born in New York. He was born in New York. My birthday is April 1st, 1985. His birthday is April 7th, 1985. And I believe we were born at the exact same hospital. So as serendipitous as it is, we ended up meeting, you know, 20 some odd years later and really just hit it off from the start. And, you know, we figured, why don't we do a little joint venture together? You know, we figured, you know, we don't have to go all in right away. Let's just see how things go. We did a project together and it became very apparent from, you know, the second day of working together that not only are we very complementary towards each other's skill sets and we get along great, but we were also making far more money just in a few days working together than either of us was making individually on our own. And granted, we were both doing very, very well on our own. But when we came together and combined our efforts, things just really took off and, you know, skyrocketed to the next level. And over the past 10 years, he and I have built many, many e-commerce brands together, many subscription services together several different SaaS platforms if you know for any of the listeners that don't know what SaaS is it's software as a service so we've built 
several uh, technology platforms. And really, we've just been very blessed to be able to do what we love doing with amazing people and doing it from an incredible place. He and I both moved down to the Virgin Islands at the end of 2013, and we've been living and running our business from the Caribbean ever since, except now, actually, we moved from the Virgin Islands to Puerto Rico in 2019. But yeah, we are just very lucky to have found each other. And to this day, you know, I don't have a better friend. He's, he's basically a brother at this point. So um, when did you start the current business that you have and what businesses did you, what, what helped you to get to that point? Yeah, great question. So Chase and I are, like I said, our primary business is e-commerce and subscription management. So for anyone who's listening, basically we sell products online and we like to take more of an Amazon or a Costco style approach. So, you know, traditional people who get into e-commerce, they think, okay, I'm going to sell, I don't know, let's just say a baby product. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to get somebody to buy it. And then when they buy it, I got to get someone else to buy another one and then someone to buy another one and another one. And that's basically the approach that they take to scaling their business. For us, because we come from a world of subscriptions and selling subscription services, we realize that any product out there can have a subscription component to it. And the benefit of a subscription model is anytime you acquire a customer for a subscription, you can project to a pretty good certainty what your revenue is going to be month over month, and you can continue to grow it. I'm sure you know everyone who's in business knows that some months are better than other months, or maybe you have a seasonal business where you sell most of your products at the end of the year near Christmas, which is very traditional for most retailers, both online and offline. But for us, we always look at it like if we can acquire a certain amount of subscribers to our products or our services this month, we know that they're going to be there next month, and we can take that to the bank. So the goal for us is to acquire as many people month over month so that our revenue is constantly growing and it's always predictable. So for us, what we look to do is sell products, whether it's you know, and we've sold products in all sorts of niches and verticals, whether it's baby products, pet products, health products, beauty products. I mean, you name it. But our goal is not to try to make all of our money on the upfront initial sale. Instead, what we try to do is create a value proposition where maybe we're not making as big of a margin on the initial product sale, but we offer a lot of value in a subscription so that people want to stick around and they want to have access to whatever we're selling. So, for example, if we sell pet beds, because we sell a lot of pet beds, it's one of those things that we've just done very well with historically. When someone buys a pet bed from us, we give them the opportunity to join our VIP program. And when they join our VIP program, they can buy additional products from our line at a massive discount to what's available to the public or advertised on our main site. So for a small fee, just like you would pay to Costco or for Amazon Prime, you get free shipping, you get discounts on products, you get all sorts of other benefits and bonuses that aren't available publicly, and we, in turn, get to have predictable growth month over month from customers that keep coming back over and over again. So that's kind of our background, and that's always been our core business. 
And we were very lucky because we have a very good friend, Logan Paul. He's a very famous celebrity YouTuber. I mean, he's so much more than that at this point. And he's really just a super cool guy. And he came to us in the beginning of last year in 2020. He's like, hey, guys, I love what you guys are doing. Do you think that you'd be able to do this for me? And, you know, we're like, well, we never really thought about that, but why not? You know, at the end of the day, we can pretty much package anything as a subscription as long as the value is there for the consumer. And that's really our focus, is always trying to deliver more value than what it actually costs, right? Because, you know, if you try to go up to somebody and give them something they don't want and ask for money in exchange, it's going to be a very difficult transaction. But if I were to go up to you and say, hey, I've got a million dollars in a duffel bag, would you give me $50,000 for it? I guarantee you that everybody would say yes. Even if you don't have that money, you'll find a way to come up with 50 grand to make a million, right? So for us, it's the same idea. We're always looking to build a product or a service or an experience that far exceeds the monetary value that we're asking the customer for. And with Logan, it was very easy because he has a massive following of diehard fans that love his blogs. They love his content. He's incredibly funny. He's very personable. And he's really down to earth. So we started looking at what he, like, what he offered and what he was doing right now. And we said, hey, you know, we think that this would be a really good fit if we took some exclusive content and some other pieces of access that people might not get. Because whether it's an influencer like Logan or a musician, we have many musicians that are utilizing our platform as well. Really, fans have been held back historically from getting that level of access that they really want. I can tell you as a fan of you know, all sorts of musicians, if I had the opportunity to pay $100 to hang out with them or even $1,000 to get to hang out with them, I jump at that opportunity every single chance, and I know I'm not the only one. But the problem is, is that I don't have any way where I can interact directly with those celebrities or artists or athletes or whoever it might be, other than just going to their Instagram or if they have YouTube or whatever it is and following them and seeing the content that they're putting out there for the masses. And now that I've gotten to be very close with a lot of these celebrities through you know, our platform, Subify, it's very clear that what they put out there to the world at large is a very, very, let's say, watered-down version of themselves because there's so much scrutiny on these people and these public figures that they don't want to be judged for saying something. You know, we're in a culture where you say one wrong thing and boom, you're canceled like that. So everybody's very guarded with what they're putting up on social media. And, you know, you even see people like Kevin Hart, they're getting in trouble now for something they said almost 10 years ago. So the experience that's available to the true diehard fan on social media platforms is just so limited. So what we wanted to do was build an environment where his true fans, his core fans, could come and get access that they aren't able to get through any of the other platforms that are available. And at the same time, give the creator the ability and the freedom to truly just be themselves, knowing that the content that they put out on our platform is not going to be available to you know any Tom, Dick, or Harry that has an Instagram account, right? Question. People say new platform called Subify.vip. 
What is it? Yeah, great question. So as I was kind of alluding to, we've always found that traditional social media platforms are really limited in the access and experience that they deliver. All you can do is really go on and watch whatever content's on there or consume the content, and that's it. But our real goal with Stubify was to provide a level of access to a creator, an artist, a business, a brand, whatever it might be, and create a unique ecosystem that is a completely branded community for that person, that brand, whatever it might be. So, for example, we leverage existing technology or experiences that are already out there. So, for example, we have the ability to have a private members-only feed. So when somebody comes and joins any of our clubs, you can pay for access to exclusive content, whether that's video, whether it's images, pictures, whether it's status updates. And as a paying member, you have the ability to comment, like, interact directly with the creator, which is another thing that's very limited on traditional social media. If I go on you know, my favorite artist's YouTube page, there's a very small chance if I comment that they're even going to see it because it's going to get lost with the millions of other comments that are on there. So by creating this gated world that's completely branded for each of our different clubs, no two clubs look the same. No two clubs has the same feel. And it's because we bring to life their unique vision and the vision that they want to share with their fans. So not only do we create a private members-only content feed, we also have the ability to have long-form content. Some of our creators like to put up exclusive vlogs. Some of our creators like to do exclusive podcasts for their members. All sorts of stuff. Some of them like, for example, artists will take their phone and they'll stream live inside the studio to their core fans while they're creating music or doing a listening party for their new release or whatever it might be. So our goal is to really break down that border or that barrier rather of what has traditionally been available on social media and create an infinite experience where you get real world access to your favorite celebrity, content creator, athlete, brand, etc., and a much, much, much better chance to have direct interaction. So for example, our content creators are in there every day sending direct messages back and forth with their fans and communicating back and forth. They're seeing the actual comments that people are leaving on their content. They're responding back to them. They're streaming live inside the club so that their fans can actually interact with them on a much more personal level and ask them personal questions that these people would never even think about touching on Instagram or Facebook. They wouldn't want to put this out there. So we create a very, very exclusive environment where we also aren't imposing the same type of content guidelines because our content is behind a gated paywall. The thing is, is that we don't have to put these content guidelines on our creators that limits their ability to say or create or do what they really want. We're not beheld, like, beheld to an advertiser's like uh, what an advertiser does or doesn't want to see where they're spending their ad dollars. And because we're not reliant on those advertisers to make our money, we're able to allow our creators and our club owners 
to be able to put out a level of content that they're just not allowed to put out elsewhere. So we also have a bunch of other cool features. We have an e-commerce platform, so if they want to sell exclusive merchandise inside their club, we have a lot of them are doing that where there's really cool members-only merch that's available nowhere else in the world. And really, just all sorts of really cool experiences. And that's just on the platform. But the other cool thing that we do with our platform is we break down the barrier of, you know, interacting online. And our content creators and the club members are getting to interact in real life. For example, because these people are the super fans or the diehard fans, let's say, when somebody's in a particular area, when one of our content creators is in a particular area, they'll post on their club, hey guys, I'm in Boise, Idaho, and uh, who's here part of the club that wants to get together and go out to dinner on me? And we'll literally help them parse out all of their fans that are on the platform in that area and reach out to them and hold a members-only dinner where they can show up at a restaurant to a private room, they can hang out with their favorite creator, simply because they're a member of the platform. We've had content creators fly out people from their clubs to go bike riding in Santa Monica. I mean, really, you name it. We, we even have creators that will pick all of the people that are in a particular area, let's say Jacksonville, Florida, and just start showing up at their house and randomly surprising them. So the thing is, while it's a really great business, on the other hand, we've built an experience that we ourselves would want. I mean, I'm a huge fan of all sorts of celebrities and musicians and, and athletes. And if one of them showed up at my house just to say hey and hang out with me, I mean, that's pretty much a dream come true. So our goal is to create a place where the creator, like the club creator, really enjoys to create and interact with their fans, but also where the fans are getting a unique experience that they can't get anywhere else in the world. Wow. Pretty cool, I, right? It's, I mean, yes, I'm really speechless. So I am just, my wheels are turning about all the possibilities that this platform offers. It, I feel like it's almost like the Taylor Swift reiteration for all people to be able to access because, you know, she's so engaged with her fans and she would show up at your door, right? But this particular platform allows anybody the opportunity to do that, participate on the side of being able to receive that kind of engagement, plus creates a platform for the influencers that want to leverage that, correct? Absolutely. And I think that that's a really great example. Like Taylor Swift is a perfect example of somebody who would really thrive on the platform because it's probably not very easy for Taylor Swift to, you know, find who's having a wedding and go crash it. I mean, I, I only say that because I know she's done that. But our platform actually connects them with those super fans, the ones that would really enjoy that experience and makes it easy for them to go out and have those interactions. So, yeah, that's exactly right. So how does the business model side of this work for you? Yeah, great question. So because we have a lot of relationships that we've been able to, you know, leverage over the last 10 years, we've really taken all of our core competencies from e-commerce and we've brought it over to our platform, which means that all of our, let's just say the sign-up process and everything is the most engineered for quick, easy transactions. The technology itself is built to handle an infinite amount of traffic to the site. So I don't care if you are 
you know, an up and coming, you know, musician or you're the Taylor Swift of the world, you can throw as much traffic at the site as possible and it will never go down with too much load. So again, I don't want to get too technical into it, but everything we do is part of our platform that we've developed in house. As a result, we also bring along our payment partners that we've been able to use over the last 10 years to process subscription transactions, which I don't want to bore all the listeners, but just being able to process this amount of transactions from a banking standpoint is a major, major, major piece of the puzzle. Another thing is, for anybody who's ever used Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, you know that the customer support is almost non-existent. So for us as a business, our goal was to create the level of business that any sort of brand would expect. You know, a brand can't get away with having no customer support. A brand can't get away with not processing a credit card successfully. Because at the end of the day, if you can't take the money or you can't give the customers a good experience or even get back to them in a certain amount of time, you're not really going to have a business for very long. And because we have those core understandings, it's allowed us to build that into our business model. So for any of our club creators, we handle all the payment processing for them, and we make sure that they get paid faster than any other platform out there. We pay faster than YouTube. We pay faster than any of the other platforms out there that even have this sort of a model in place. And no one's really doing it the way we do it. In addition, each of our clubs has its own dedicated customer support. So instead, when you reach out for support on your subscription, you're not reaching out to some re- like someone at Subify you know, that's just trying to figure out who you are or what you're a part of. You know that you're getting absolute branded customer support that's tailored to the club. All of the customer support reps know the ins and outs of the club. They know what's happening on the club, and they get back in much less than six hours, whereas On Facebook, sometimes you don't even get a response. On YouTube, oftentimes you don't even get a response, right? So You oftentimes don't even know how to connect with them. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of times you don't even know how to connect with them to get a response. (laughs) Exactly. And because in our traditional e-commerce businesses that's just not acceptable, we didn't want to have an experience for our club creators that was like that. We wanted to give them the same level of catered, customer support that we would expect in any of our own e-commerce brands, right? So as a result, we just take a very small percentage for facilitating the transaction, the technology, and the customer support. And the other cool thing is we have creators all the time that come to us and they say, hey, you know, it would be really cool if we had this feature. And our policy as a company is never say no All we say is yes, and here's how long it's going to take for us to roll it out. So we have a very, very, very large team of very skilled developers that are always looking to innovate and build new feature sets that will help out all of our brands. So if we have a creator that says, hey, you know, I want to add a feature where, I don't know, where I can... I I don't know. I mean, we just get so many cool requests that it's really hard to think of one. But we'll look at it and say, okay, that's going to take us about one week of development cycle to roll it out, and we'll have it up and ready for you. Once they see the feature and they say they like it, it's live in their club. And the cool thing is then we have that ability to roll that out to any of our other clubs. 
So everybody's getting the benefit of having this massive development team that's always looking to improve on the product and bring new features to everybody in the ecosystem. What's been your most challenging part of this business? I honestly don't, I, I can't even say that there's been a most, challenging, a, a most challenging aspect to it because luckily, you know, my business partner Chase and I, we basically are like machines. We're robots, right? Like I'll wake up at 6 a.m. and I'll start working and oftentimes we don't go to bed till 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 in the morning. And that's always kind of been our approach to work and being successful. We always outwork people. So for us, I would say, okay, the biggest challenge is for the first time in our entire lives as entrepreneurs, we have clients. Prior to this, you know, it was just Chase and I, and, you know, if I had a problem with something, I'd bring it up to him. If he had a problem with something, he'd bring it up to me. But we didn't get phone calls in the middle of the night saying, hey, like, what's going on here? Hey, I need this, that, or the other thing right now for my accountant. We're like, uh... <laughs> So for us, it's not even anything other than a bit of a change of culture where now we're starting to deal more and more with clients and specifically really, really high-value clients that are, you know, A-list celebrities for the most part. But even that hasn't been a challenge because most of these people end up being good friends of ours and we end up going on ski trips with them and hanging out and, you know, having great times. So even that's been more of a blessing, really, than a challenge, I'd have to say. So now that you have these clients like that, yeah, you're probably going to be much more attached, I would say, to a client as opposed to someone that's just coming in and buying a product. Is that correct? Yes, I, w I would definitely agree with you there, for sure. Okay, so I want to talk about growth because this is an exceptional platform. I love the member engagement and what all the possibilities are for the membership. But how have you accelerated your growth strategy since you launched, and what is the best way that you are leveraging, what are you leveraging to get new people on the platform, both influencers and members? Great question. So I'd have to say, the truth is, is that we haven't had to work very hard, and our growth has been absolutely astronomical. And most of that we can, you know, thank our first client, Logan Paul. Like I was saying, he's a great friend of ours, but he's also, you know, a real tastemaker in the space. If he does something, other content creators and celebrities, they see it. He's very, very public. And everybody sees what he's doing, and they reach out to us like, hey, I see what you did for Logan. Can you do it for us too? So we've been very lucky in the sense that we haven't really had to do any real marketing for the product. And because we've you know, built such an incredible product, I don't think we've ever had a meeting where we've showed it to someone and they, they didn't want to instantly be a part of it. In fact, we had a meeting yesterday, I'm not going to say with who, but a very, very, very famous influencer and they said, this is great. I want to launch next Thursday. So we're very oh. <laughs> lucky that between having, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like, I'd love to say that it's a challenge and here's all these great tips and tricks. But the truth is we've built an amazing piece of technology that really is a great, phenomenal product for both the creator and the end user. And we've been fortunate enough to have people like Logan who are using it that have been out in the marketplace advertising their own club. And it's really just kind of been a whole lot of word-of-mouth referrals. So outside of the celebrities and influencers, where do you see your market expanding? Oh, well, the, really, it's one of those things where the sky is the limit. I mean, 
who doesn't need a community where they can better interact and engage with their followers and their fans? You know, we've been building clubs for NCAA teams that want to be able to create a better community for their alumni and their student bodies. We've been talking to all sorts of coaches, whether from the fitness industry or the business industry, really just you name it, sky's the limit. We really haven't even began to scratch the surface of what's possible with this platform. Have you had any interest from nonprofit organizations? Is this a platform that could really help them in the fundraising side of a business model in terms of like a 501c3? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So because it's a great place to be able to share, you know, what's going on and, you know, non-for-profits are really just a community, right? If you're doing something or you're doing some sort of charitable work, the best way to really raise money is to market what you're doing. You know, we've seen Sarah McLaughlin, she's on, you know, with the sad dogs all the time saying, you know, just 69 cents a day could save this poor puppy right here. And I swear to God, I pull my card out every time I see that thing because I'm a huge dog lover. But Anyone who has a charitable organization, the goal to raise money is just awareness. So if they can get their members on the platform and through posting content, through posting exclusive vlogs or podcasts or whatever, and making their initiatives public to their community, it's very easy for them to connect and get them to pull out their credit card and donate. And we also have the ability on our platform for people to donate money to the club or the creator. So the same way that we, you know, process the transactions for the monthly membership, we also have the ability to take donations as well. So we have a very simple integration where, let's say, you know, we have a goal to raise $100,000, let's just say, for a clean water initiative. We can show what uh, the goal is and how much of it has been reached. And then it's very easy for any of the users to just click donate and boom, you can donate and see that that goes towards that goal. And then the other cool thing is we also have the ability to issue badges or rewards so that people feel that they're, you know, being recognized for their contribution, whether it's on a charitable site or even just a celebrity site. You know, as a super fan, I want to be recognized. So the bigger the donation, you could tie it to a particular badge. Or you could give merch, like if, you know, for everyone who donates a $100 donation, they could get a limited edition t-shirt, let's say. So this is absolutely something that charities can leverage as well, absolutely. I think that it's such a great platform. Um, How can people get in touch with you? They want to learn more. Yeah, so all you have to do is go to our website. It's www.subify.vip, and you can fill out a form. And any one of our really incredible account managers will reach out depending on what vertical, whether it's, you know, athletes, celebrities, influencers, music, charities. We have somebody on the team that specializes in all those verticals. And depending on where you fit, we'll have somebody reach right out to you and set up a consultation. I think that it's so exciting for so many reasons. Thank you. Yeah, we're very excited about it. With that, unfortunately... I know it's tear-dropping, but the show is over. Thank you very much for listening to the Outside Radio Show. KHS 98.1 FM. We'll have Zach on another time because he's been such a great guest and we have so many more questions to ask. So we'll be back next week. Thank you very much and have a great week.
Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.